Hello and welcome to episode one of the Unappreciated Carer podcast with me, your host, Adam Storey. So thank you very much for joining us for here on our first ever episode. It's uh, going to be me and we're going to be talking about the real living wage versus the national living wage and what the difference is. So um, we're going to be talking through that, finding out um, what what is it that the national living wage is, what does it, you know, what does that equate to uh, and how did that come around and also we're going to be looking at the real living wage which is a independent foundation so i mean first of all to, the first thing to start with is you know working in care is not about uh, is not about money um, it's about delivering the very best level of care that we possibly can but at the same time all of us have bills to pay all of us have um, families and you know sort of you know things to, and ex- and rent and expenses to pay for mortgages you know everything so you know it's an it's a very important factor none of us go to work purely for um, only for the love of it you know it's, and the fact that we that we do this work uh, for the payroll that we do already says to it should say to everyone that we do this for the love of of it because it is a really challenging role um, you know there's a there's a lot easier ways to to pay the bills than than caring for other people. There's nothing more difficult, in my opinion, than working with people. You can ask anyone in retail that as well. Um, you know, sort of. I'm sure there's plenty of difficult customers out there, and in fact, I know for a fact there are, there there are because I've seen I've seen some experiences myself recently. But um, but yeah. So with the with the national living wage, then. So this was this was introduced in uh, April 2016. And before that, there was a minimum wage, which I think started in 1999. But we've got we've now got the national living wage, which is considerably better, actually, than what uh, its predecessor was. This this um, has been going up sort of annually since then. Uh, and now as of sort of April the 1st, it's £8.72, uh, which is an improvement on what it was sort of a month ago uh, when it was 8 21 So you've already, you know, you can already see a 51p increase there. Um, so it's... There's all, there's a, there's a there is positives to the national living wage. It has dragged up from where the low pay minimum wage was, and it and it is continuing to improve. However, um, that it's it doesn't represent an awful lot of um, what the average salary is, and that's how and that's what it's based on, uh, or that's what the target was to get to uh, it for April two thousand and twenty. The target was to get to sixty percent of uh, median earnings, and the median earnings is basically the middle, uh, the middle of the list. You know, if you listed every, uh, my understanding is if you li- listed every every job, every profession, um, uh, the middle, the middle one would uh, would represent the median earnings, and their target, uh, their government target was to was for the national living wage to to be equal to sixty percent of the of of that so uh if you're being paid national living wage then you're earning 60 percent of what the average wage is so that's basically it they have also got a new target in place for national living wage now which is uh the which is 66 percent um by 2024 so that's you know that's um that's that that would be again another positive that'd be an increase of of six percent but not quick enough you know that's four years away and you know there's and there's no guarantees on that that's all subject to uh, that's all subject to the economy and to you know as you know we're all painfully aware um you know the the economy isn't 
looking strong now and you know we we can only ever guess what that's going to look like in a year and two years time but you know we're, we're going to certainly have a period of significant recovery and before 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 that so it, it you know it's going to be interesting to see um how that target is affected um but yeah but it's not it, it's already not not quick enough um there the 872 that's that's for anyone who's over 25 so if you're under so if you're uh, 21 to 24 the uh, national living wage is eight pounds 20 if you're 18 to 20 the national living wage is 645 and if you're 16 or 17 uh, 16 to 17 it's uh, four pound 55 so apprentices get paid four pound 15 and uh, people who have accommodation offset it, their pay rate would be uh, their minimum is uh eight pound twenty. So I mean, like that's that's uh you know purely for your information. If it, you know if you fall into any of those categories, uh we we would probably concentrate on the uh over twenty fives that probably represents um a majority of the of 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 the workforce. And also you do often find that uh, employers who do employ under twenty fives there there are quite a few that i'm aware of that that will still pay the uh the over 25 rate because it, you know it also does it is a lot less complicated for their own payroll procedures and also you know i, I don't understand why uh, you would pay somebody differently purely based on age that seems uh, that seems wrong to me um i think we are very much moving towards a world of um genuine uh, equality and i hope so anyway um and you know age age discrimination based purely on you know in, in roles like this where you're you know we're not we're you know maybe you should be paid if you've got more if you've got 20 years of experience in care but you know we are we whether it's your first day in care or you're you know if you work in the same job role you've got that you're expected to do the same tasks why would you not be paid the same amount of money um you know and hopefully you know if you've got lots of experience you know there, there's been opportunities for for you to develop within your role to take on uh, a senior leadership role but let's not so let's not get sidetracked by that but yeah but if the um but the the reason that the 60 percent um is of the median earnings is significant uh is because that was the government set uh target they they set it at that and that came down and that was mainly down to the poverty that was uh, mainly because um, if you're if you're paid under sixty percent of median median earnings, then you're considered to be in relative poverty. And if you're and if you're paid less than sixty percent of median earnings from two thousand eleven, then you're considered in absolute poverty. So you know it's it's a significant thing in terms of well you know they've made sure that anybody who's working full time is not considered to be uh in relative poverty you know great but why 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 is that even a question why is that even in the conversation like you know when when so many people that i know and i work with and have have they, the, when what i see them going above and beyond doing every single day and the difference that they make and you know i don't want to talk too much about uh, sort of coronavirus and its impacts today i think that's for uh, another day we can you know uh, i know there's there's plenty of information for everyone to digest on that at the moment so but um but you know we've we're seeing the impacts of 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 
how key we are the, to use their term you know the key worker role that that we all have within care um and the difference that we make and how dependent uh, society is on the services whether whether it's the nhs or you know social care um we we're relied upon by families and the most vulnerable people in our communities to deliver to de- to deliver the very best care possible um and that's not you know that's not something that you know so i don't even know why we 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 happen to set talk about um when, when we're talking about how that's remunerated you know as to why we have to say well you know most of us are paid sort of close to the national living wage if not the national living wage um and therefore we're right on that 60% line you know and you know we we all have different expense expenses and stuff um you know sort of if you've got one child one child or you've got several children you know I mean, you, you know there's it's it's going to depend on how much pressure you're under um you know with that so I, yeah it it's uh, disappointing to me that that um talking about 60% of median earnings is part of the conversation and it needs to be looked at as to how that changes what 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 is required to change and to be honest what is the reasons and that's what we want to sort of be digging digging into um over over this podcast and over and over you know many more of the future um is to find out okay well why why are we why is it why has it been decided that we that we that our our value uh is closer to the 60% 60% of median earnings and not closer to uh, 100% of you know of, of, of that what 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 is the what dictates uh, that and you know there's going to be lots and lots of reasons uh, why and we're not going to find all the answers today but you know these are you know what we can do is ask questions and 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 go looking for answers and yeah and, and hopefully you'd be a part of that so uh, I did have a look at what the average pay for a care care worker was and you know sort of uh, the top answer that I was getting was from total jobs and they seem to uh, think that through their through their website the the average salary was uh, 17,200 uh, per year which broke down into sort of 330 per week so i mean to break down what i said earlier i think you know it so the absolute so Basically, 2011 median earnings uh, was uh, 60% of that was at 271 pounds 20. So that, if you were paid anywhere between that and uh, 327 pounds a week top line, um, then that would be considered uh, for full-time work. And that would be considered to be, uh, a, you know, sort of relative poverty. Um, so and that seventeen thousand two hundred from total jobs, the average pay is three hundred and thirty per week. So we're literally just over that. That the the average pay is just over sort of relative poverty, and that's not to me, that's not acceptable for people who give so much of themselves, completely unselfishly, uh, or selflessly, should I say? Um, you know, pe- people who dedicate themselves and don't don't always think about that they you know they're, they're not thinking about money and stuff like that but you know what there's pressures at home which you know which dictates that that 
becomes part of the conversation you know especially at, you know sort of times like this um so yeah i mean and so we there is also the this thing called the the real living wage foundation which is a really cool um which is a really cool uh, sort of uh, independent foundation um one that sort of i've looked at uh, 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 many times and sort of um they, they sort of they they work uh, basically based on uh, they they do a calculation of uh of, of they do an independent calculation of the cost of living so they do that uh, i believe they t use the term uh, based on a basket of household goods and services for uh, and that's how they they figure out what they believe the pay rate should be in regards to inflation and, and uh, lots of different things you know these guys were founded in 2011 um so they've been going for a long time so and they're, so they're called the real living wage foundation and uh in 2016 obviously so five years later the government they've started they start they rebranded their minimum wage and rebranded it as the national living wage so you can take from that what you will but you know it, it sounds uh sounds a lot to me like they've taken the they they liked the term living wage uh took that and turned it down a few notches um but you know so but that 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 is what it is so but you've got so you've got the real living wage there um and that that works out so they've got that set so they tend to update that every november so last november i think november the 11th i think it was uh they they made that 9 pound 30 so per hour so already what's that 58 P, I think, uh, uh, you know, 58, is that 58p an hour more than what the current national living wage is? And that was sort of four or five months before the national living wage went up, you know? So that's, you know, that's going to go up again in November, I, I should think. Uh, and in London, they have the, the minimum there is £10.75. So across all of the UK, it's £9.30. And in London, it's £10.75. So... You know, there's a London wait, uh, waiting there as well, which, you know, if, you know, you only have to go to, you only have to go to London and buy a Coke and know that that's required because, uh, but they, you know, um, or a loaf of bread, you know, that's, you know, it's uh, well worth the extra £1.45 that, that they get, um, you know, but yeah. So, so you know, And the good thing about that is that you know, it's, it's not a it's, it, companies volunteer to go into the real living wage uh, sort of scheme, if you were. There's a lot. There, I believe there's a, a lot of big companies that are already involved. Um, but it's but that but and with that you get an accreditation. So it might be something if you if you're an employer, it might be worth you having having a look into. If the, if you're already paying sort of at that rate or above that rate, then it's well worth you you know having a look to so that you're accredited and you know for, and that that, that it, it gives you something to show that you take that seriously. But you know at fifty at fifty eight p at fifty eight p an hour every single more. That's certainly nothing to be sniffed at. I think over the course of the year. If you work thirty-seven and a half hours a week, a week, which is sort of standard full-time hours, uh, you'd be doing almost two thousand hours a week. Uh, two thousand hours over the course of the year. Um, that's a lot of money. Uh, Fifty-eight, fifty-eight pence every single hour, uh, being missed out on there. I use that loosely because it's not money that any of us ever actually had. But you know, but it's you know, but 
just a, another way of working things which might just be a, a little bit more honest in terms of what a real living wage is because the the national living wage is not a living wage it's it's a you can survive at this rate wage and that's that is not acceptable for people who give so much and work full time um so yeah i think that one of the, one of the things that we definitely want to be doing is looking at uh why uh what why is it that we're close to that 60% mark as opposed to the the average earnings i think that's something that i want to go away and sort of have a look uh, a deeper look into um and also find out what what are some of the reasons i mean some of the reasons off the top of my head i mean that that i, I would be keen to look into is how a services when services are funded when that when that when that's uh, decided how is that decided um you know sort of and what does the when 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 funding is made what is allocated as pay you know how how do they work that out you know because it's not you know there's a there's a very significant stress on care providers as well um many care providers are very, uh, are not they're not withholding money it's it, for, not not in all cases um it's, it's sometimes it's a case of there's a there's a heck of a lot of uh, pressure coming on coming on to social care uh, being underfunded and that comes from uh, local authorities um you know and asking questions about how how they're funded and what's decided there but there are also plenty of there is also a privatization going on within social care i mean there's some there's some organizations at the very top of health and social care which are run by equity firms and you know there's some of the biggest providers uh, you know available to us there i mean hc1 they're owned by libra intermediate and in turn libra intermediate are owned by fc skyfall lp i mean i don't know who any of these guys are but they're big equity firms whose main interest is to buy the struggling businesses turn them around and make a profit off of them their interest is their interest isn't you know us and it's not the people that we care for and the you know these are these are the things that we want to be looking at it's it's you know it's where where does the money go and and who's holding these people to account for the care that they deliver uh, because it's often the biggest you know the biggest org the biggest organizations that are uh, responsible for 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 that and that means that there's a lot more people this care being affected um than in any small businesses and also i want to sort of have a look into how is it that you know sort of and this is not part of the conversation now funnily enough but you know um two months ago february we're we're having a conversation about the government considering as low skilled and uh I mean, somebody tried to argue with me that, you know, sort of there's a difference between um, being low skilled and um, being a key worker. And, you know, that there's there, that might be true, but I would uh, I would invite anyone who believes any care worker to be low skilled to come and spend a day in our shoes. And, you know, and um, because caring for people and understanding people's needs 
is is a is a very big challenge and also it ta- to be honest it takes personal traits that you can't be taught it takes a, a level of patience and caring and understanding and empathy that just you can't teach that in a classroom whereas any care worker could go and learn a you know a, any 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 role you know there but but yeah it's it's yeah, I do, I do, I do find it very frustrating when, when, um, when people try to argue that uh, care workers are unskilled in any any kind of any kind of way. But yeah, I would inv- anyone who has that view, I'd invite you to, um, to sort of get in contact, and we can, and you know, we can certain certainly discuss, um, how, uh, how what skills care care workers hold, um, but yeah, but so yeah, so I mean that's what I would like to go away and look at is what how how is care funded what what is the level of privatization in health and social care how, and how and you know how are these guys sort of regulated to make sure that it's not just about buying a buying a, a struggling business turning it around and and running it for as cheap as they possibly can to the bare bones of it and 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 hoping to sell it on a, a profit, and having a have and having a look at where this thought, you know, where where did the, where did the actual you know a month ago in February, how did it come around that the conversation was had about carers being low skilled? Can we pick that apart and you know f- find out? Okay, well, what's the underlying thought process there? Because there's there's going to be a thought process there which is affecting our ability to command a a, a proper wage and we're not asking for loads of money here you know we we're, we're asking for a, a, a way you know it's, this is not a, a, a money grab because this is this is us saying well 60 percent is poverty how how are we you know if poverty poverty is I mean, I think poverty is defined as a state in which a person lacks financial resources and essentials for a minimum standard of living. So are carers really worthy of just enough resources to be able to have a, a minimum standard of living? Or should they have a reasonable standard of living? Because nobody's asking for excess. But a reasonable standard of living is not an unfair thing. So you know, I I do always think it's uncomfortable when um, talking about money in care. Um, but you know, you know, there's a lot of very big business out there. Um, you know, I, I can find many examples of um, of of profits. Um, you know, and so I can and you know, there's there's also the you know, it's the taking away of the training. You know, there's the minimum level of training. There's, you know, so there's a there's a lot to look into, and asking for a reasonable wage is not something that any of us should be shying away from. And anyone who says, "Well, you shouldn't be in it for the money," well, you should be in it for a reasonable wage because you deserve to you do for all that you do, um, especially at times like this. You deserve at least a at least a reasonable wage. So. But yeah, so I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I covered everything that I wanted to cover there. Um, you know, sort of, it was just a very uh, quick dip of the toe, if you like, into okay, well, what is the national living wage? Um, ha, ha, what is it set by? Um, and just trying to have a have a look at 
at um at how that works uh, like i say the 60% of the median earnings which is a reflection of um you know sort of that's that's making sure that anyone none of no one is working for less for for an amount of money that would be considered relative poverty which is a, a bloody good thing national living wage has been you know is a, is a great thing and you know the, and if they can continue to move that forward um you know and hit 66 percent i'd like to see them do that quicker than four years to be honest but you know but that's that um but you know that that's not within our control right now but what we you know this is what it's about it's about having a look okay well this is the national living wage there is another option out here there's the real living wage why has that not been considered why is that why 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 did they decide to go with eight with eight pound 72 and not nine pound 30 you know when uh, but you're always going to have several ways of working things out but it always seems to be that the government goes with the lower end and so you know it's 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 trying to find the right questions to ask um because you know we are going to get the opportunities to speak to the right people and when we speak to the right people we want to be asking the right questions and so you know it's um we'll continue our search and our dive in for information we'll um look into that more um we're going to look at our three areas uh what why services are underfunded the privatization of social care and why carers are considered low skilled before that we are going to, the next week's episode is going to be uh, about coronavirus and the impact that it's had on social care um uh, I, you know it's not something that i want to uh, dwell on um too much because i know there's you know we, there's there's a there's a lot of um there's a lot of information out there we just want to what i would like to do is create a really uh, is have a really factual half an hour uh, about uh, coronavirus there's a lot of misinformation out there and we want to try and keep things really uh, concise and clear uh, about what what is going on the impacts that has had on care um and to, you know sort of just try because that you know there's a huge impact on everyone just not just in terms of how they're working and PPE, but also mental health and, you know, sort of just trying to alleviate some of that um, and just try and uh, put across a, a really factual um, half an hour about that would be hopefully beneficial to um, somebody. And, um, yeah, and then after that, we'll, we'll go into our three areas. Uh, the following week, we'll go into our three areas and, and go from there. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for listening i do really i really appreciate you taking the time and um i hope you know i mean this is a new for me doing podcasts it's quite new for me so hopefully um you know that you've you followed okay um hopefully i didn't say you know too many times and uh but yeah we can go from there and yeah appreciate it again and uh, see you next week <laughs>